Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Modeling Through. Today, we are modeling through your dilemmas. So, we spent the whole of season one talking about our dilemmas and our problems and our issues. So, this season, we thought it would be a perfect opportunity to hear from you guys. Um, so, thank you to everybody who has sent in a dilemma. We were kind of concerned that we weren't going to get any, but we actually received <laughs> quite a lot. So, we were pretty buzzing with that one. So, we're going to try to answer as many as possible. And any that we don't, we will give you a wee message in the DM. So, we'll make sure to answer them all. Um, but I'm pretty buzzing about this episode, actually. It's quite nice to do something that's a bit more, like, laid back. Yeah, I agree, actually, because I feel like quite a few of our episodes, especially recently, have been, like, a little bit more, like, intense and a little bit more maybe informative. And I feel like we were both just quite buzzing to do this episode today. Just have, like, a general chit-chat. Like, it almost kind of feels like we're back in the flat, back together, and just having, like, a good old girly gossip, in a way. I know, and I feel like it's quite nice because it helps us get to know you guys a little bit better as well. So it's, you know, getting to know the listeners, <laughs> lol. Um, so pretty buzzing about that. We've got some wine. Charlotte, what are you drinking? something rank i am drinking no i'm drinking a nice porn star martini but it is i guess it is a bit rank in the sense that i didn't have any ice to shake it with so it's kind of more like passion fruit just mixed with vodka and it's actually quite warm and i'm not gonna lie i thought it was really gonna hit the spot and it's not really so i'm a little bit disappointed but i do have some gin and tonic for later so i'm quite excited about that although do you know what Antonio? recently there's something about tonic water that makes me feel a bit sick I don't know what it is. I know, and I love gin, so I'm quite upset that it's making me feel like not good. But yeah, it's nice to have a wee a wee drink in hand for this podcast episode. Absolutely. So Charlotte, we actually haven't um discussed these together. We kind of both had a brief look over the questions um that were sent in, but I haven't spent any time really thinking about it. So it will be quite natural responses. Um disclaimer, none of my sentences have made sense today. Apparently I can't speak and my brain is just not working. So if things are coming out a little bit like mishmashed, that was mishmashed. It was mishmashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> then that is why. But hopefully we'll be able to give some coherent answers. So Charlotte, give us the first dilemma. So the first one that was written in was by a lovely gal who said, been speaking to a boy for a couple of weeks. He's hinted at meeting a few times, but not directly asked me, how do I go about this and get him to ask me out properly without coming across too keen? So obviously this is quite a hard one. And I feel like a lot of like girls and boys have like experienced this before. Like I remember when I was younger, people would be like, oh yeah, we should definitely do something. Like what movie are you watching tonight? Oh, we should go and see that movie together and like all that stuff. But you're like, you have not directly asked me out. So are we going to go and do something or are we not? And you're like left in this kind of awkward limbo of not really knowing what to do. But I think just think maybe the next time he hints at doing something, just be like, okay, so seriously, like, are you actually going to take me to do that? So if somebody said, oh, the weather's so nice today, I wish we could go for a walk. Just be like, let's go for a walk. Are you free in an hour? Get your fucking running shoes on. We're going for a run. We're going for a hike. We're going for a picnic. Do you know what I mean? And I just feel like maybe just be a bit forward. I feel like people are especially kind of scared of doing that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So yeah, go for it. So I feel like your answer is probably much more mature than mine and probably much more sensible and straightforward. But my honest answer would probably not be that. If it were me, I would probably make some sort of like little dig or like joke about it, kind of be like, next time that they make the hint, just say, 
are you actually going to suck it up and stop being a wee dweeb and, you know, actually ask me out? Or are you just going to keep dancing around the question? Because I feel like it's so annoying because then you don't really know where you are. Like, are you actually wanting to, like, date or are we just having this conversation that you keep saying that? Because if I'm wasting my time, I would much rather you told me. Yeah, and I actually feel like sometimes these things can go on for, like, months. Like, you're, like, seven months down the line and you're still making these jokes, like, shall we go out, shall we not? And you're like, oh, my God, it's been seven months, we've still never met. Like, if you don't want to see me, that's fine, but what's even the point? in speaking at this point do you know what I mean I also kind of feel like I'm maybe one of those gals that like if I was single and someone was like do you want to do something even after like a couple of days of speaking I'd probably be like do you know what yeah like let's just meet like I almost feel like I'd rather meet someone quickly and like not waste my time speaking to them for like ages and ages and ages with never getting to actually know them in person like I think I'd actually rather be like let's go on a date tomorrow do you know what I mean and I also think oh my god you're so much more ballsy than I am it's hard to tell because obviously I've only known you since you've been in a relationship so I'm you know I'm learning a lot about you but I used to absolutely crap my pants at the thought about meeting up with someone like I used to like it used to give me such anxiety the thought about it I would much rather speak to someone probably for at least a month before I would even consider meeting them in person. Like, if somebody said to meet up to me after two days, I would actually die. To be fair, I feel like that probably is quite, like, an intense way to look at it. And, like, certainly when I was younger, I probably wouldn't think like that. I think more, like, the older, more, like, slightly more mature me would be like, let's meet, let's get this, like, not over and done with, but let's just see what you're all about. Whereas I actually agree with you. See, when I used to try and meet up with people when I was younger, I would spend, like, all day picking an outfit like be like what makeup I got what makeup oh my god I can't speak what makeup I oh my god what makeup am I going to wear and like where are we gonna meet and like what they're gonna think of me and now I feel like if I met someone I'd be like I'm going straight head first what y'all about what's going on and I also feel like this is maybe a bit controversial and I'm not gonna lie I probably actually wouldn't do this but I'm gonna tell you to do it if you feel like you have the confidence to do it if you have the confidence to like ask a guy out just do it like I feel like some boys actually find that like really sexy and are like oh my gosh like she's got so much confidence and just like so much oomph like I don't know I feel like some people actually quite like that and if you are getting like agitated then why not just ask them out you know I completely agree I was gonna say this as well obviously like I know that the question said that she's worried about coming across too keen but I feel like that's just kind of ingrained in the fact that you feel like as a girl you can't ask a guy out and you absolutely can take the power ask them out I mean I'm saying this like I would have the confidence to do it and I really don't know if I would (laughs) but I like to think I would and as you say if you do have the confidence go for it because you know why waste your time if they say no they say no and then you start speaking someone else so true so true but yeah good luck with that one we hope that you find your prince charming and we hope that he asks you out or you get something arranged asap but i reckon you know either the next time that he hints about it you just say when are we going out or you just ask him yourself because i think that will be the best way to go and I reckon you follow Charlotte's advice because mine's actually quite shite, but I was just being honest. Okay. <laughs> Antonia, we're all about the honesty in this podcast. That's all that matters. But on to the next dilemma. So Antonia, hit us up. So we had another question from a lovely gal who asked us, I'm moving to a new city. Do I live by myself and find my own feet and what I want to do? Or do I look to share with people I don't know that well? And... I feel like I've got quite a strong opinion on this one. I think that if you are moving to a new city, if you choose to live on your own, especially if you haven't, like, I don't know her circumstances are, if she's lived away from home or not, 
Um, but if you haven't lived away from home before, I think going to a new city and living on your own could be really, really, really isolating, especially just now during a pandemic. Like it is so much harder to socialize so then if you're going to work and then you're coming back to an empty flat like see when I was living with Charlotte and Megan if they were away for the night like I love my own space but I've actually come to realize that I love my own space in a flat that's got people in it yeah so if I'm in a flat on my own I don't cook for myself I don't eat proper meals I will just end up like snacking on shite I'm so unmotivated to do anything I would like come home from work I would just sit on the sofa and watch tv and then end up eating like some weird weird dinner like toast like just shoved into hummus with like some like weird like sauce on the side like no actual food would be having chocolate and cheese on toast if you haven't listened to our food podcast and she speaks about all her weird food adventures and that would probably be her dinner probably and like I never don't have like a proper dinner but I would just totally let myself go and you might be a much more self-disciplined person than I am but I just feel like my whole mental state just totally altered and obviously looking to share with people that you don't know is always a risk like you're never guaranteed to live with people that you like um but you don't need to be best friends with the people that you live with as long as you are able to live alongside them then it doesn't really matter and I feel like even living in a space with other people even if they're not your friends is more comforting than being on your own obviously if you have really really crap flatmates then you just move okay and obviously moving is not ideal but you are not tied into any arrangement like I know a lot of people who have moved into a flat and then just decided it's not for them they've moved again and now they're living with people that they're so happy with and moving to a new city like is an opportunity to totally chuck yourself into every opportunity meet new people like build new relationships and I think to live on your own you are kind of depriving yourself from like making those really strong bonds and so whilst it is a risk I think it is one that is so worth taking and it's one that you can change and you know you'll end up in a situation that you are really happy with but I would absolutely say take the risk and move to share with people that you don't know and it might be one of the best decisions you've ever made. You might end up making the best friend of your life. I like this advice. Do you know what? I don't feel like my opinion on this is as strong as yours, actually. I do agree with you in the sense that I really like living with Antonia and Megan because if I was feeling lazy, for example, and like I didn't want to do uni work and I saw them two doing it, I would be like, right, get the laptop out, motivation, same goes for like cooking. If I was ever in the flat by myself, I'd be like, right, pizza, I'm just ordering something like so demotivated, so not feeling good. But I do think if you are the kind of person that really thinks you can live by yourself and you have a lot of friends or people that you know in the city that you know could come round a lot and stuff like that, then I think it's fine. Like it's your choice to do what you want. But I do agree with Antonia that, you know, it is a pandemic. You're going to feel a little bit isolated. You, If you don't know anyone and you're like going into like a new job, I just feel like it might be wise to live with other people. And again, I basically just, <laughs> I basically just agreed with what you've said for a minute, but just like slightly lighter, which probably is not very good <laughs> advice. Um, But I do think try it out for a couple of months and if you don't like it then you can move I think that's like one of the best things about obviously the Scottish law these days is that you like only need to give I think it's 28 days notice or something so if you really don't like it and you don't like your flatmates you can just be like look guys no offense you're all bastards and I'm off I'm not keen to live here anymore 
that's the end of that and then you can go and get a flat by yourself and that is fine so give it a go if you don't like it then you don't like it and you can live by yourself and if you really have a burning urge to live by yourself and you feel like you just feel a lot more comfortable then do that but follow our recommendations <laughs> don't be isolated you know all those things um but yeah anything else to add to um yeah another thing i would quickly add on is i think it's useful if you try to find people who are in the same kind of place in life that you are so if you're a uni student it would be better to live with a uni student if you are having a really intense full-time job it might be worth living with someone who's also um working full-time so kind of like similar lives going on I think is useful because if one of you is like partying all the time and the other one is like getting up really early and doing a shift at the hospital like that's not a good match so try pick wisely um and yeah, as we said, nothing is permanent. You can change whatever you want. And it's an opportunity to meet new people. So that's what I would advise. Okay, so Charlotte, moving on to the next question. Okay, so next somebody wrote in. Gosh, wrote in. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like people are writing into the bloody courier or something, to the paper. <laughs> writing into our typed. Inst- <laughs> writing into our Instagram page, basically just put their little question in the question box, but we appreciate it, so that's all that matters. Um was getting back with an ex good or bad idea? I think this one's really interesting. And actually, Antonia, I'd be very interested to know if you would do this or not. I feel like this is a question we should maybe ask each other at the end. Um, but I think it kind of depends to an extent on why you've ended I feel like some people kind of end because they're just really not compatible and like they've tried a few times and like they know it doesn't work and I kind of feel like if you're going back a time and time and time again no offense you've probably got some issues there that obviously isn't really working out for you and maybe you should try and branch out a little bit um I don't know I feel like there's some tricky situations that you need to know the red flags and avoid and I also feel like a lot of people kind of fall into this trap especially when they're newly single I've been like well now I'm really lonely and now I'm bored so I'll just go back to that person especially at the moment obviously now there's like a lockdown there's not a lot going on at all I can see why you would slip back because it's not like you're going on like a fun summer holiday with your friends and it's not like you're going out clubbing and you don't have as many opportunities to meet people and you might just think to yourself well I had a really nice time with that person while it lasted like we didn't really get on that well but like it was fine so like I'll just go back to that and I don't feel like that's always the solution um but yeah yeah I completely agree with that I think sometimes especially if you've been with someone for a while people aren't used to being single and they don't feel comfortable being on their own And then they feel like, okay, when was I last comfortable? And I was comfortable in my past relationship. I'm just going to go back to that without thinking about the reasons as to why they ended in the first place. But I completely agree. It has to be on a case-by-case basis. I feel like there's kind of like this idea um, that getting back with an ex is just always a bad idea. I feel like everyone says that like, oh, you should never get back with your ex. Like you should never go backwards. But as you say, it totally depends on the reasons. So like if you've caught them like constantly messaging other people, I would say no, do not go back there. But if you've split because, I don't know, like one of your mental health isn't as good and so someone needs to focus on themselves and they don't have something that they can like give into a relationship, then yeah, maybe you do need time apart and you go back together. And like, I have done this in the past um, and I don't regret it. Like we're not together anymore, um, but that's not really the point. I feel like that was what I needed to do at that time. Um, But I think you just kind of need to 
look at the situation and don't look at it through rose-tinted glasses. Like, be honest with yourself. What was it that you were not happy about? Is it something that you genuinely think can be fixed? Is it something about you? Is it something about them? Is it something about you guys together? Um, just be totally brutally honest with yourself about your reasons for wanting to get back together and about how your relationship genuinely was. And if you think it's going to be good in the long term for you both then don't be afraid to get back with an ex because I think sometimes like there's a wee bit of a stigma against it as well like getting back with your ex um like people kind of just seem like right it's ended they should kind of move on um but don't let other people's opinions get in your way um but also in the same breath sometimes your friends do have a good like outside perspective on it so I'm kind of just contradicting myself it depends on the situation <laughs> that's such a crap answer I think basically it can be a good idea, but it can be a very bad idea if we had more information and maybe be able to give a better answer. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like as long as you can recognise the red flags, kind of things like Antonia said, like if somebody's constantly messaging someone else, if they're kind of being sneaky, if just generally if they're not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. I know that like I've had people in my life that have kind of gone back to boys and I have been that person on their shoulder being like don't do that like they treat you like absolute shit and like from an outside perspective they're probably like stop getting in my business and I'm like okay I should probably take a step back but I think yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm the same as Antonia it's like don't listen to your friends but listen to them when they make sense which also <laughs> doesn't make any sense but um yeah I also don't think it's always a bad idea but I think you do obviously have to kind of be cautious I would say but on the whole don't let anyone influence your decision it's your life live it and yeah sometimes you need to make your own mistakes or good decisions oh my god okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> i'm really sorry whoever's put this in we probably have not been even vaguely helpful at answering your question but i hope you figure out what to do with your ex and you know we will support you either way so tonesy what is the next one so we had another girl message in saying um how can she deal with the guilt that she has during summer because she has so much time but she isn't feeling like she is being productive or moving forward in life and this is something I can so relate to um this summer obviously I have said in another podcast that we came off uni in March April? March was it April? March yeah it was March March okay we came off in March and I have just started my new job two weeks ago. So that's a hell of a long time off. And I was really struggling with this at the beginning as well because I was like, I have so much time. I should be using it to do something super productive. And I feel like a lot of people were feeling that as well during lockdown, feeling like they had to like, I don't know, run a bloody marathon or something or like set up a business. There was like this pressure that if you have time, you have to have something to like show for it. But I just kind of tried to change my mindset and be like, I am never going to have this much free time probably in my whole life ever. Learn to enjoy it. Like, let yourself just chill the fuck out. Read a book. Enjoy going for walks. Enjoy seeing your friends. Like, actually just have time to focus on yourself. I honestly just kept telling myself, like, you are never going to have this much time to you know, sleep in or watch YouTube or see your friends or just do like fuck all. And when I kept reminding myself that, I was like, I'm actually really lucky that I am able to be in a position to not do anything and to just, you know, enjoy it. But if you are feeling that you're unproductive and it is really getting you down, I feel like getting up early um, 
and doing some sort of exercise in the morning and then you know meeting up to go see your friend in the afternoon and then maybe cooking a nice meal for dinner and then just having like a nice chill night with your family or your friends like watching a film so you have kind of something in each part of the day and whilst it's maybe not productive in like I don't know a sense that you're making money or you're working on a project like each thing is productive in its own way um and those kind of days ended up being my favorite kind of days where I felt like I didn't get up super early but I got up at a reasonable time I wasn't sleeping till like midday or anything and then I was exercising socializing cooking eating I was happy that felt like a full day for me and I think just stop beating yourself up about having to be productive or moving forward in life because you don't like that is just society telling you that you constantly have to be on the go constantly having something to show for it and you really don't I think focusing on yourself is productivity enough yeah I totally agree with that I actually got to a point like what you were saying Antonia in the first few months of coming back from uni when I was like oh my gosh like I miss tutorials and I miss having uni work to do hell no I'm sorry I do not miss having uni work to do. At one point I was like, do you know what? I wish I was like having a wee coffee and like chilling, studying for an exam. I'm sorry. Whoa, weird way to think. It's the middle of the bloody summer holidays. Who thinks like that? Because I get bored so quickly and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm just not moving forward. I'm not doing anything with myself. I'm not being productive. And at this point, like I didn't have like anything set up. I didn't have an internship or anything. So I was like, I am in the abyss of just nothingness and I hated it. But I do totally agree with Antonia absolutely you do not know when you're gonna have that time to just chill out again and actually now obviously I'm working nine to five Monday to Friday and I'm pooped like I'm exhausted by the weekends and it gets to Monday and I'm like oh my god I do not have enough chill time at the weekend so definitely take advantage of it if you can and if you are like feeling super unproductive then you know get yourself kind of like Antonia said again I'm just copying everything that she said in this podcast get yourself like a bit of a routine it doesn't have to be really strict or anything but just start even doing one thing that's like similar every day and like that'll even make you feel like a bit productive see when I read books like I'm the slowest reader ever but if I have like a big chunk of spare time like say I'm on holiday or something I'll read a book and I get to the end and I'm like holy shit I am so smart I have just read a 200 page book I'm not joking I'm so bad any book that's over like 300 pages I'm like that's too long I'm not reading that (laughs) it's absolutely (laughs) terrible but yeah just like utilize the time the best way that you want to and don't be too hard on yourself I would say is the main thing to take away from that 100% bitch you're gonna be working for the rest of your life okay you know just bear that in mind because that's that's quite a depressing thought but it might make you enjoy your time off a little bit more so yeah I'm sorry 28 days of holiday a year if you want to take two weeks off in the summer and like four days at Christmas you basically got no time left enjoy it now (laughs) go on a holiday do whatever the hell you want and enjoy your time preach it okay that's that Next one, Charlotte. Okay, so the next one was a lovely little message. Um, This girl wrote in saying, Hello, loving the podcast so far, Queens. What a cutie. Um, And then she said, Need some advice on what to do as me and my ex still have the same mutual friends. I heard the other day that a couple of my friends from work were going for drinks with my ex. They didn't tell me themselves, I heard from others. I'm guessing because they didn't want me to feel awkward or that they were taking sides. I wasn't too bothered about it, but now I'm a bit weirded out as they feel they couldn't just say. I definitely don't want to be near my ex at all, but is there any way to not have my friends tiptoe around me? 
I think with this scenario, obviously it kind of depends on the relationship that you have with your friends, but I would just be really open and honest because otherwise, realistically, they will tiptoe around you if they think you have an issue. And if you don't have an issue with it, kind of like you've said, then I would maybe just go to your friends and be like, look, I don't mind if you hang out with him. Like you obviously were friends with him as well and we all work together and I don't want things to be awkward at work, but uh, you guys are my friends too and I don't want you to feel like you have to hide things from me because I feel like if they do start to hide things from you then it might strain your relationship a little bit um, and obviously that's not what you want Um, so yeah that might be kind of crappy advice but I would just be really really honest yeah I can understand that's quite an awkward situation um, because you don't ever like feeling on the edge of things and obviously before you would have gone to things like that all together and then now it's kind of either or so I do get that it's almost like having like a divorce and you've got kids or something it's, it's difficult um, but I think as Charlotte said honesty and directness is the best way to deal with this situation and I would kind of try to bring it up in as casual a way as possible just be like oh um, like I heard that you guys went for drinks recently I wasn't sure if you just like didn't say I was kind of worried that you maybe felt awkward about saying um and if you did I just wanted to like make it obvious that I know that we have the same friends we're in the same friendship group I completely understand that I respect that your friendship is going to carry on irrespective of the fact that we have broken up um and I do not resent the fact that you're meeting up or you're going for drinks like not at all um but I just wanted to make sure that you don't feel like you have to hide it from me I'm totally okay with it but I do just kind of want things to be you know out in the open I don't want to feel like there's anything that is underlying or awkward tension or you guys feeling like I'm annoyed that you've gone for drinks or anything like that just make it obvious that you don't have a problem with it um obviously you're not going to go to the drinks but you don't have a problem with it they're totally entitled to do that and just yeah openness yeah I agree I feel like you don't need to necessarily with these kind of situations like sit people down I feel like people take these a little bit far sometimes maybe that sounds a bit rude I'm not sure and I like oh like I need to have this big conversation with my friends like we need to all like sit down and like be really serious and I feel like these kind of things can just be brought casually into conversation maybe you're out for drinks and you're like oh by the way guys like oh haha like I heard about this and like it's not a big deal so please don't make it a big deal whereas I actually feel like sometimes if you have this really serious conversation with people they almost tiptoe around you more I know that kind of sounds a bit counterintuitive and doesn't really make any sense but I feel like from past experiences I've got those vibes before. Yeah, like they feel like, okay, it's made into this deal. So she obviously does care when it's kind of a hard one because you obviously, you do care, but you are you don't care in the way that they think you care, if that makes sense. So yeah, I do think kind of trying to bring it up in as most a casual setting as possible is the best way forward and just making it part of the conversation. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's probably how I would deal with it. Yeah, I think that's probably the best advice that we have to give on that one. But um, good luck with that situation, gal. And Antonia, what is the next one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we had a few similar questions, either about work-life balance or dealing with uni workloads and going out. So balance between fun and work. Um. This is a hard one. I feel like this is always a hard balance to get. So in uni, in first year, um, I feel like I maybe took the uni stuff more seriously than I maybe could have. <laughs> it's funny because at school, I was totally, like, not interested. Like, I didn't really study that much for my exams. Um, and then I feel like because I didn't then get into the uni that I wanted to go to, 
when I then ended up going to uni, I was like, right, no, I need to get my act together. I need to like study. I need to, you know, get the grades that I want to get. So I feel like I just put so much then into like the first year work. And we really didn't go out that much in first year, did we? Like we went out, but like some people were out like every night. Yeah, we definitely did not go out every night. And like, I'm kind of annoyed. I wasn't a bit more wild. Like I would have liked to have... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, this is actually what a regret I have. I would spend, like, some of the evenings just writing up notes I just, like, didn't even need to write up. Like, did I even learn anything from that? No. And, like, first year really doesn't matter. Okay, that's really bad advice. You should actually take it seriously, but not as seriously as I did. As I did, yeah. I actually agree with you. I remember, like, one time sitting... To be fair, it was kind of near exam season, but, like, reading a textbook. And, like, people were out. Like, it was a Wednesday in Aberdeen. Like, it was a big night out. Like, people were out, like, at, like, sports events, like, various things, like, going to the club. And I was sitting, reading a textbook. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not actually saying I was a sweat in first year because Antonia was definitely sweatier than me. I didn't actually get very good grades in first year. But wh- why did I decide to do but that? But you weren't having fun, though, either, I wasn't having fun, either. I just, I just was just sitting reading my textbook, just not getting the grades, not getting the fun either. So, you know, that's that's not one way to get a good balance. I actually, I've actually made us sound really boring. We went out every week and I would go home at the weekends and go out with my friends at the weekend. I actually feel like I was more wild when I went home than at uni and that's another thing that I regret. But I think don't push yourself too hard at the beginning. As long as you are still getting the work done that you need to do, getting decent grades don't push yourself to get like straight A's or anything like that because it really doesn't matter and all you're doing is kind of putting yourself through unnecessary stress so I would kind of be like leaning towards more fun in first year and potentially second year and then you bring yourself back into check for third and fourth year don't take it too far because I know a lot of people who end up having to like drop out because they failed too many things like don't take the piss but don't put yourself under unnecessary stress. And for work-life balance, um, this is hard because I've only just started working full-time and I've just come out of uni. But with working, I feel like as long as I find something every day to do that is for me, so whether it is like going out for a run and going out for a walk or meeting up with someone, I feel like my whole day hasn't revolved around work. That is what I hate is when I feel like the only thing that I've done that day is go to work and come back home and like cook and eat and obviously like that does happen sometimes but if I feel like that's happening repeatedly like I feel like I kind of get into a bit of a rut so having something that you do every day that's for you makes me feel like I've got a better work-life balance for sure. Yeah I actually feel recently for me my work-life balance has kind of slipped to be honest like I'm not very good at sticking to a routine and there's definitely things I need to work on. And I, I've only just started doing this the past couple of days and I'm actually quite bad at it because I often stay up way too late. But one thing I would say if you are trying to get a good work-life balance is like get up half an hour earlier than you usually do. I know that sounds so stupid, but even having like an extra half an hour in the morning to sit and eat your breakfast, I find really, really beneficial. Like if I get up and I'm like, oh, bollocks I have an hour to get to work like I need to shower I need to wash my hair I need to put makeup on I need to find an outfit I need to get there or whatever I mean it's different if you're working from home then I'm like okay I feel like I've had no time for myself in the morning and then you're going straight into a full day of work and I feel like if you take that extra half an hour even like Antonia said if you want to exercise in the morning like go for a walk or go for a cycle or whatever then do that and then you kind of already feel like you've done something for yourself that day and it just definitely puts you in a better positive mindset for the day going forward so yeah take the time for yourself in the morning if you can completely agree and also I think working a lot 
obviously takes it out of you and you do feel tired but sometimes even just like pushing through that a little bit and making sure like you do go to that and meet up with your friend and you do do that bit of exercise and making sure that you're obviously home in time to you know get enough sleep or whatever but pushing through that initial bit of tiredness and you're usually fine when you're there and you're so glad that you did it and you're so glad that you just didn't spend the night on the sofa um, and you've still got all the sleep that you needed to do and you've still had all the good food and you're still, you know, not pushing yourself too much but you are forcing yourself to make time for, like, yourself and for being social. Um, so I think don't let your work fatigue eat in too much to your social time because you can kind of push the boundaries a little bit there, I feel, as well. Yeah, I definitely feel that balance is, like, it's not something that you find. It's something that you need to create yourself. And if you can do that, then kudos to you. And that is something that I am definitely working on um but yeah hopefully that is kind of helpful on working out a wee work-life balance and that unfortunately brings us to the last dilemma in this episode um unfortunately we are going to be naming and shaming with this one I know we put a little disclaimer on our story saying that we weren't going to name anybody but Megan I'm sorry babes this is our former flatmate she's unfortunately just had COVID and she has written into the podcast I have lost my sense of smell and cannot tell how pongy my farts are now any advice on this well Megzy Moo we know how pongy your farts have been in the past so this is probably a blessing in disguise but um I would say I actually <laughs> I don't know why I'm actually giving you advice on this but I actually watched this TikTok recently of this um gal an influencer gal and she had the same problem and she was saying that basically if you just do like loads of like homemade ginger shots like mush up loads of ginger and like put it in with like a little bit of lemon like put it in a shot shot it back I think it's like a temporary fix but apparently it actually really helps if you've lost your sense of taste and smell so definitely give that a wee shot Megan let us know how it goes Yes, I mean, I am there for the silver lining with the losing of your smell because, you know, I've been around that and that ain't good. There was actually a period in the flat where I think me and Megan actually both thought we had IBS and it was really bad. <laughs> it was a really bad time, especially for me, who did not think that she had IBS. Flat was like stinky. Like, <laughs> me and Megan were like, oh, that's not good. Um, so I'm going to say that, yeah, we'll just take that as a blessing and roll with it. I can't believe I've just said that. Um, and hopefully you get that sorted, Megan. We're sending so much love and so many prayers for your um, ability to smell your farts. Hopefully yes, it comes back. Exactly. Everybody send prayers to Megzy. And that concludes this section of our podcast. So it's now time to tell you some things that we have been loving this week. Tonesy. What have you got? So mine is a book. Um, it's called Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. And she is one half of the podcast, The High Low. It isn't on anymore, but that was my favourite podcast ever. I was about crying when it finished. Um, so I love her. I won't lie, I actually started reading it. I think I must have been reading something at the same time. And I put it down and I didn't go back to it for probably almost a year. And I went back to it recently and I just love it um it's basically a memoir of her grown up so it starts from when she is a teenager and it talks about the parties she went to the dates she had her friendships jobs working through self-sabotage um it's very honest and frank and so funny and relatable and even though she's probably i don't know around 10 years older than us she has exactly the same dilemmas and it's really nice to like muddle through them as she's muddling through them and seeing that reflected sorry excuse that we actually use that in real 
real life I'm not actually being as cringe as you think I am um reading through how she's dealt with it and how I've dealt with it or maybe when I then come against that situation and it's just it's a really easy read and I just loved it I would really recommend it it's perfect for us millennials so yeah give it a read yeah I've been wanting to read that for a while actually so I feel like that is something that I need to buy maybe you can buy it for me you can maybe you can buy it for me as a present (laughs) Well, I mean, you can borrow this one, girlfriend. It's oh, my cousin, yeah. but she'll lend it to you. Oh, yeah, Moira, can I please borrow your book if you're listening to the podcast? Then I'll be having that next. Thank you very much. Um, but yes, the thing I'm loving this week is another podcast. I'm sure quite a lot of you probably already listened to this, but it is Sophia and Chinzia's podcast. They're both um YouTubers. They do like kind of like lifestyle YouTube and stuff, and their podcast is called The Girls' Bathroom. And every week they do dilemmas. So actually, their whole podcast is based on dilemmas so they do a boy talk week and a girl talk week and then they do single files week and they have so many people that write into them every week and honestly they have the funniest stuff going on over there like people get themselves into all sorts of scenarios and not to be shan but it often makes me feel a lot better about my own problems so if you have enjoyed this episode then definitely go over to their channel because it's basically just exclusively dilemmas so yes i hope you check that out and i hope you enjoy it yeah i've heard very good things but i actually haven't tried so i will give it a go And that brings us to our favourite part of the episode, Charlotte's cheesy quote. Take it away. I'm glad that this is your favourite part of the episode because I'm always a bit worried that, you know, people don't like the cheesy quotes, but I love cheesy quotes, so they'll be here (laughs) to stay for the foreseeable. Um, And this week's cheesy quote is, the best versions of ourselves don't come out when everything is going amazing. The best versions of ourselves come out in the midst of trial because that is where we grow. That's where our real substance comes out. That's where you find the person you were always meant to be and the person you were all along. And yeah, I just love that really. I love that as well. I feel like that's so true. And it's a good one to read when you're feeling a little bit shit as well. So one to save to the Pinterest board. Oh, definitely. Under pressure makes diamonds. Is that the right quote? I don't think it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Two for the press of one this week. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) But that is like the shortened version, I guess, of that kind of quote. So, you know, perseverance is key. (laughs) I need to stop now. (laughs) Okay. Well, that has brought us to the end of this episode. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I hope that our advice has been somewhat coherent. We've tried to be as honest as we can. And as I said, we will get back to the rest of the messages. And I've had so much fun doing this episode. So I hope you guys have had a good time listening to it and we can't wait to be back with you next week. <laughs>